Mana 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 this is social disgusting. So, pointed questions with Brent Weinbach. It's a really interesting podcast, and the people that you talk to, just so many different walks of life and different points of reference and points of interest, I guess. But what do you look for in a guest? For that particular podcast? Yeah. There's a few things. I look for an interesting story, but actually, I guess I, I guess I look for that in uh, regardless. I mean, I, I think I look for somebody who has an interesting job that. Or, or or something or does did something that was kind of unique or interesting but also somebody who has a very ordinary job that that's kind of a a classic job or something like that mm-hmm. i guess i look for somebody i don't know a lot about or i i don't something i a job that i i want to get an inside peek into or something so so regardless if they have a an ordinary job or an extraordinary job i like to find a an interesting story somehow in there. So that's kind of something I look for is, yeah, some of these kind of classic jobs like a fireman or a lawyer or a doctor, you know what I mean? These, But then also another thing I look for is, or I, I don't look for this, but the perfect guest is one that doesn't talk too much in a way that mm-hmm. where if I ask them a question, they give a fairly short answer, but I can also jump in with another question and bombard them with questions, but also get some you know good information too. Yeah. But sometimes there's certain guests who you ask them one thing, and then it's kind of like what I'm doing right now, which is they'll give you you know a, a five minute answer. And <laughs> no, this is exactly what I want though. Yeah, yeah. I but and then that I don't know that, and it's hard to jump in with another question because they're just in the middle of saying something. I don't know. Yeah. So I, the perfect guest is one who isn't too talkative but is talkative enough but i mean not the best guess is someone who talks too little too but uh anyway um but you kind of like you you know when you see it you're like oh okay this is an interesting job i can talk to this person yeah well sometimes i meet somebody and they do something and i well first of all i'm always pretty curious about people and their stories you know yeah but sometimes it's a world that i don't know as much about and i start asking them questions and then I stop and I say, you know what, wait a second. I don't even want to know the answer to this. Can would you be interested in doing this podcast I do? Because where I get to know people you know, get to yeah. know it's a kind of a human interest podcast where I kind of interview people with, from different walks of life and then, you know, they'll say yes or no. But sometimes though I just I can't contain myself and I just say and I just wanna know I just wanna know the stuff then and there and I start asking them questions, you know. Well, see, I know exactly what you mean, because when I just meet new people in general, but like at a party or some get together with friends, whatever the case may be, and I, you know, that question of like, oh, what do you do? And then they say something. And if it's just something I don't know about or don't know much about, I immediately like clue in on them and I'm fascinated because, I don't know, I just see it as everybody has their own story and everybody is some kind of like expert in something in their lives. And they all bring their own perspective to that. Right. which I love. And I just also see it as like, oh, what do you do? Oh, and it's almost like, I don't know, for lack of a better word or phrase, like a free information download of just mining them. And I just, I don't know, I find people innately very curious. So yeah. I find that podcast like really right. It suits my interest very much. Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I just, well, you know what? You know, part of it also it was inspired by, it was two things inspired by, one, just doing that, meeting people at a social function or whatever. Yeah. And just, honing in on them and just kind of asking them tons of questions about their thing and noticing that they are enjoying being asked these questions. 
Yes. And if there are other people around, they seem to be entertained by it as well, you know, and kind of fixating on certain details and stuff like that. Okay, that was one thing. And then the other thing was that, I don't know when this was, this might have been, I don't know, 13 or 14, what was, how long ago was this? Maybe 14 years ago or something, maybe even 15 years ago or something. No, it wasn't 15 years ago, it was whatever, 13 or 14 years ago. I don't know, something like that. I drove down from San Francisco to Los Angeles with the comedian um, Brad Williams mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Vrab was in there as well. He was, Tom Vrab was opening for Brad Williams. When was this? I don't remember. Uh, maybe this was later. This must have been, actually, maybe this was in the, t- this maybe probably was 10 years ago, actually. And then I was doing a gig in San Francisco and I, then I found out that Brad was in town as well and he had drove up and I needed a ride down. So anyway, the three of us rode down together. And in that five and a half hour ride or whatever, I started asking him questions about dwarfism and which sounds really kind of stupid in a way like or, or lame that I'm asking him about dwarfism. But it sort of just organically started happening. This conversation, yeah. well, almost it became an interview and I just asked him so many things about dwarfism and it was really, it was really interesting. And Tom Brab was really, he was really entertained by it. And he said, this should have been a podcast. He said, we should have <laughs> recorded this whole thing. And it led to this funny conversation about Carlos Mencia and Brad, because he used to open for Carlos Mencia a lot. And so then we got Carlos Mencia on the line at one point. And <laughs> so he was on the phone and it was just, it was pretty entertaining. And so then I tried to recreate it as a podcast and ask them the same questions maybe a year later or something like that. And then, the, so that became the first episode basically of the of the show. And so from there, you're just like, who else can I talk to at that point? Well, yeah, the idea was I kind of wanted to try to not really talk to comedians and stuff as much. Yeah. Um, unless they, the comedian had, I don't know, had, had something that I wanted to talk to, you know, it was, would be able to answer questions about something that I wanted to know about. Yeah. But um, yeah, finding the right kind of guest for that is kind of hard because it, I want to find, I like to find people who aren't, are not in show business a lot of the times. Um, people are like whose stories we don't ordinarily hear. I guess. Yeah. But a lot of those people aren't really, there's no, why would they want to be on a podcast if they're not, you know? Yeah. I've even put out Craigslist ads looking for guests, you know, but why, why would someone want to dedicate time to doing this? What kind of parameters do you put for that? Or like, I kind of forgot. I think I just wrote human interest podcast. And I forgot. I kind of forgot what the ad was that I put yeah. out. But, but you know, it's, it seems as though someone, yeah, I can't remember what I, I think I was looking for a babysitter because I wanted to interview a babysitter, I think, or something like that. That's it. You had a nanny on, yeah. On you had podcast. a nanny on, yeah. I think prior to the... I can't I can't remember. There was a certain kind of job I was looking for. But yeah, it's, why would someone want to take the time to do that if they're not... I don't, I don't know. If they're not like trying to... I don't know if they're not involved. If they're... You know what I mean? Why would a fireman yeah. want to do that? I guess I don't know. Maybe they want to spread the word about yeah. what it's like to be a fireman or, or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or like you said, too, like you kind of talk to somebody on at a party or a get together or whatever, and they get really into it. And part of it, you know, maybe too, is that they're not used to people showing interest. maybe any interest or that level of interest. Right. That's and true. Re- and, and curiosity into what they do. Like, yeah. I don't know if somebody were to, if you were to ask me, like, just somebody to come up to be like, hey, would you want to be a podcast after maybe just talking briefly? I, I'd be very intrigued. But then again, I, we're on a podcast of mine right now talking. So then again, I guess <laughs> I do have an interest in it. Right. Right. Uh, last thing I want to ask you is you're knocking movies off your list that you've had from high school of just things to watch. Not just high school. Yeah, high school, college, and yeah. you know, so and, and then just all through life, you know, but yeah. But a long, you know, and long list games, of too. movies 
That's my, what else have you been doing outside of that? And, and okay, so aside from movies, I've been playing a lot of video games too. And I've been sort of knocking those off the list as well. I mean, that's my other big hobby is aside from yeah. movies, it's old video games. I, that I should specify old video games, not... Um, I mean, I play, I play occasionally play some modern games as well, but they're usually... Those modern games are usually have an older sensibility about them. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of Nintendo games, original Nintendo games and... Uh, during the quarantine, that's been the sort of, I don't know, kind of the focus. I mean, I've, I've been playing a lot of Japanese game, Japanese-only releases lately. What's your favorite one that you've played? During the quarantine, the best game that I've played, I'm trying to think. I should keep a list like I do of the movies. Um, well, I have been actually keeping track, but um, let me look this up. I can look this up right now. Let me see. Okay, something I'm here. really curious. I'm going to look. I, I have been actually keeping a list, and I've been kind of doing sort of reviews for... For the this other podcast to do the Legacy Music Hour, I've been kind of doing these reviews for the Patreon subscribers of it. Do you like keeping lists, or is this more work stuff? Well, I mean, I've I've been keeping a list of the movies. I didn't used to keep a, a list of movies I watch, and you know, at one point I was thinking about going on Letterbox and trying to put in all the movies. And then I thought, I'm not, I can't be bothered with this. This is too, this is too, uh, too much. I think I thought, you know, you know, See, what I've I mean? been it doing just, that for this year. You have been doing Letterbox. Yeah, I've been using it just to get... I just want to do at least one year, just a, a visual, like an actual visual representation of what of my cons- video, you know, movie consumption, just to see what that looked like, just to have that experience. And I kind of, once you get into it, it's really, it's not as much of a chore as you might think. It just, I started doing it and I I think I got to, I don't know, I, I forgot what I what number I got to where I just thought, I can't, this is just too time consuming. I can't. Yeah. I My brother started, I my brother's in movies also and... I think they were doing it as well, but I just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's too hard to go by memory of what I have seen in my life. And I mean, I'll look through lists and I'll say, okay, saw that, saw that, saw that. But it just got so kind of just became too daunting to me. I, I just thought, ah, I, I don't need to do this. <laughs> but <laughs> no, that's fair. I, but I have been keeping track of movies I saw during, uh, during the quarantine. But let's see here. I'm almost got these lists up. Okay, let's see. I, but then I have to like tell you my favorites, which let me see here. Let's see what we got. And you can feel free to edit this out, this dead, this dead air. Oh, uh, we're keeping it going. If you uh, want to do that. Okay. In fact, hold on. I'm I'm lo- I'm bringing up these reviews and I list everything in these reviews. So hold on a second here. Okay. I guess in the meantime, as I'm bringing these lists these lists up, I'll say that aside from video games, I've been doing a lot of podcast stuff. I've been doing some comedy shows, you know, online from home. How's that been? Pretty good. The ones where you can hear the audience are particularly, I think, better. But then again, even when you can't hear the audience, that's fine too. I just assume I'm doing well, you know, with the crowd, you know. It's kind yeah. of better than real life, in fact, because then you could just imagine that you're just killing hard, you know. <laughs> Add your own laugh track, right? Yeah, but you know what? It's more like an independent. It's more like a. It's a more like a single camera show, you know. You <laughs> yeah. just, uh, you know, you just. It's more <laughs> like a cinema. It's more filmic in a way. It's less. <laughs> you get more cinema, more of a cinematic set. And then, uh, yeah, I've been, you know, just trying, you trying to do some, some work. You know, I did a little bit of voiceover work from home and. I've been, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I don't go out. I don't. I haven't seen a single person I know in person since March. See, I've seen one. Yeah, one I mean, I saw. Oh, well, I, I saw my sister and my mom. That was it. I, I've yeah. not. I haven't done. I don't go out. I mean, I I go to the store. That's the only thing I 
do to go out. I mean, I go to the store. I, I did go to the bank yesterday, actually. But but that's few and far between. Yeah, I don't really, I haven't, like, yeah, I haven't seen, aside from my sister and my mom, I haven't seen any person I know at all. I did it once, and that was me sitting, like, in somebody's kind of open garage with a glass, you know, a little glass screen door mm-hmm. between us, and we were separated and everything, and it was, like, really nice, and it was, I've heard people talk about, it, like, you know, like, you wanted to hug them, and you really felt, it was like, oh, a person, and I really felt that, and I say that, and I've not done it since, but I did, oh, now I think about it, too, well, one of the few things I've done, I went to a drive-in movie on Saturday, last Saturday. Uh-huh. First time I've ever been to a drive-in. Yeah. That was great. I love that. And you tune in on the radio, I guess, huh? Yeah, and it was part of a local film festival where they had actual, it was one movie a night from Thursday to Sunday, and it was new movies. So I saw Nomadland with Francis McDormand, mm-hmm. and the movie's phenomenal. It was a, just a great experience. The weather was nice. It was really nice. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty, now, how do you buy a ticket? Do you, how do you buy a ticket when you go to the drive-in theater? Bought a ticket online ahead of time. Then they just put okay. your window down briefly. They they have enough distance to where it's not any kind of like cumbersome process. And then they just scan the little UR code or whatever and uh. let me in. And you park, you know, in your in an actual like parking space in this kind of empty parking lot where they this makeshift parking lot that they set up. And people can sit outside of their car if they wanted to and there was a lot of separation everybody's wearing masks that was all mandated it was like hmm. it was very well done and I, honestly I stayed in my car the entire time see even rolling down the window I would be a little sketched out I'm very I'm pretty paranoid about stuff and you know that's why I've been pretty hardcore about stuff but yeah yeah I would I, I that's the only part that kind of makes me think I don't know I didn't windows were up I didn't oh I stayed in my car I didn't do no, 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 but even to get scanned or whatever, you know. Right? I know that was I was very hesitant about that yeah. because I'm I'm just extremely paranoid and right. I don't <laughs> and I'm also like immunocompromised, so I wouldn't chance it regardless, but I certainly wouldn't now. And so that was my only point of hesitation, but it felt like it was safe enough and I just wanted that experience too because I love going to the movies and I've not had that and I really miss it. Right. Yeah. That's well. That is. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that it, it also sounds kind of neat to be able to be in the comfort of your own car and watch a movie. That sounds kind of. It cool. was great. I was like, oh, okay. I could. I would absolutely do this again. Right. And I. I, 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 it's kind of neat that you list, you know, do it through the radio. You know. By the way, does yeah. does that? How does that work with their battery and stuff? You know. Like I was fearful of that, and I mean, thankfully the car the car started. But yeah, I don't. I was like, mm. the other thing was that there were enough people that were doing it in their car that you could put the window down and hear it probably without that. But again, I didn't want to do anything with the windows, so right. I just chanced it, and it was fine. So I realize now the beginning of the quarantine, I played a lot of games, and I. Actually, I started playing some of these actually before the quarantine. But okay, these were actually a lot of these were some more modern games that I played that I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was called Sayonara Wild Hearts. Interesting. That's great. I mean, that I don't know. That was good. Another one I loved was Return of the Oberdin, and mm-hmm. these are new games. Like I said, oh, and then this game Fez, which Fez. Yeah, is I know that one. Pretty, it's you know new to me. I mean, it's I mean I, I mean it's new relatively because it came out. I don't know, in the early teens, I think. I think it did. Or maybe it came, came out in 2012. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
but that one I, I I got really consumed with that. So those those three I, I those stood out, and I don't know. There's this game called V V V V V V that I liked. Let's see what else. I the Downwell that stood out as I liked that. Down th- these are those are new those are newer games. Um, I liked Mega Man Six. It was pretty easy, but I liked it. That that's an older game. I mean that yeah. was for Nintendo, although it came out late in the uh, Nintendo lifespan. And uh, although the, the Nintendo's still alive, I mean people make. There's modern games people make now. I mean, in fact, I there was a game that came out last year called Micromages for Nintendo, for the original Nintendo, and on cart. Really? And yeah, I got that recently, and I liked that. There was a game called Yoku's Island Express. That's a newer game that I thought was good. And uh, let's see. But yeah, Mega Man 5, that was good too. Yeah, those are some ones that stood out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't realize that there were still people... You said Micromages that they actually, it's a new NES game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. So yeah, there's been some of those. Um, There was another one like that that came out around maybe 2018 called Nebs and Debs. I like that one too. That came out on cart. Yeah. There's Genesis and Super Nintendo games like that too, actually. See, I didn't realize that. Like I knew for like Dreamcast, there were people that that is still a pretty popular console, at least as popular as popular relative to a console that is not existed quote unquote, you know, for a long time now, but that there are people that are just hardcore fans and they're making like Shenmue 4 or something like that, like all new for that console. But I didn't realize that there were people doing that for like SNES and NES and things like that. Yeah, yeah, they they're still doing it, and um, I love that they've been doing it since you know. I mean, officially, the last the last officially licensed game that came out for Nintendo was 1994 mm-hmm. in North America, at least for the Famicom. It was it might have been later, you know, but you know, there's always been unlicensed games, even even when the Nintendo was current, you know, like the company Tengen or games like Big Nose, Caveman and stuff like that. Those are unlicensed games. And so the games that have come out since, well, those are just as sort of legitimate as those Tengen games like Tengen Tetris or Tengen Gauntlet. One that came out that was pretty popular was called Battle Kid. That was from 2010, I think. But people have been coming out with these carts, well, at least since 2010, but I think maybe even before that too. Well, there's always been unlicensed games. So, yeah, these are basically just unlicensed games. I mean, they're basically they're Nintendo games that, yeah, I mean, Nintendo didn't officially sanction, but, they, but they're kind of just as valid as, you know, the unlicensed games from even, you know, from the 80s and early 90s, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just, yeah, I just didn't realize. Like, uh, it reminds me too that I just—I think last week I watched that uh, Console Wars documentary on CBS All Access based on the book, mm-hmm. which I'd actually read just about NES versus Sega or Nintendo versus Sega. Yeah, which is just you know as a kind of like time capsule kind of you know information download of at least the basics of it all. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's the yeah, there's a lot. It seems like it's kind of a thing now people seem to be interested in old games i mean there's the there's this netflix docuseries which i have not seen yet but it's called high score yeah i wanted to watch that anyway i don't want to take up more of your time but is there anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up well i have this video game music podcast called the legacy music hour we just listen to old video game music and talk about it and um have some laughs and i think that even people who aren't interested in video game music maybe could be into it. I don't know. And then, uh, you know, I do this podcast with Doug Loosenhop called The Poundcast, and that's weekly. Yeah. 
It's great. Actually, the most recent episode I is probably my favorite episode of the year. It's with uh, Zed Cutsinger, and it's um, it just, it just we had a lot of laughs. It was really funny, and it got really funny on what we call After Dark, which is basically we do this bonus half hour to an hour for the Patreon subscribers, and that just got really funny. So I don't recommend that. And then uh, yeah, there's pointed questions and. I don't know. I have a stand-up special appealing to the mainstream. You mentioned it already. It's on Amazon. Yeah. It's really funny. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. YouTube. You know, I got a lot of videos on YouTube, and there's a short film I made called "I Don't Dance." It's on Vimeo. And yeah, that's about, that's about pretty much it. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Just please wear a mask. Stay safe. Be kind. Practice empathy. Thank you for listening again and take care. Bye.